0: Welcome to episode 67 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. And as we've been talking about where to start in your journey and how to make learning new skills easier, I think it's really important that we also have a conversation about self doubt and about the what ifs that are very normal to play out in our head. Now, if you've hung out with me before, you are well aware that I am not here for pump you up, leave you flat, feel good fluff, right? I am all about actionable tools. So to me, the answer of how we deal with self-doubt, how we approach the what-ifs in our head, it's so much more than just mantras, than just repeating thoughts of, of things that might not actually feel true for ourselves yet. To me, the answer to this lies in A, neuroscience, which is not shocking if you've hung out here before. And B, this is about energy. This is about the energy that you show up with in the world, the energy you attract back. So as we dive in, this may be a different answer than you expect. When we talk about how to deal with self-doubt, how to deal with the what-ifs, we're going to get a little deeper than just pump you up, feel good mantras. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So I'm going to actually divide this conversation up into those two topics. We're going to start with self-doubt and then we're going to go into the what ifs. And when I say what ifs, I mean those ruminating thoughts of what if this goes wrong? What if this doesn't land? What if I take this gamble? What if I mess it up? But let's start with the self-doubt part. And I want to I want to preface this by saying, you know, we are all unique, sparkly, beautiful, individual snowflakes. And I love that about humanity. And the other thing I love about humanity is that we're not really that different. Right. At our core, humans crave pretty much the same thing. We want to be accepted. We want love and connection. We have pretty similar tendencies in terms of human nature and to me the neuroscience nerd maybe <laughs> should that be a new title Rachel Fryman, the neuroscience nerd <laughs> the way that our brains work the way that neuroscience work that neural connections work it barring some kind of you know major physical injury it's the same for everyone so i'm saying that ahead of time because when it comes to self doubt sometimes my answer to this can feel a little um i don't want to say cold but a little bit technical right it's not about There is an element of pumping ourselves up, of stepping into your power, of remembering who you are. Those are all really important parts, and we'll talk about those. And there's an element of this that is scientific. And to me, that's reassuring, right? The way that I can talk about macros with people, and I can say, listen, you are a unique individual snowflake of a beautiful human, and you do not defy the laws of math and science. I can shout from the rooftops, macros work for everyone. Because they're not Rachel's belief system. They're math, science, biology and psychology. And whether you're post-menopausal or 17 years old, macros work for everyone. And I say it with confidence because it's science. And when it comes to self-doubt, and this will make more sense as we dive in that gives me peace, because whenever I personally go to embark on something and I feel overwhelmed, or I feel like this is over my head when I think back to the technicalities of how the human brain works, it's like wait a second. This isn't a question of if I can do this. It's a question of if I'm going to stay consistent enough. This has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with my current ability. This has nothing to do with how intelligent I am, how motivated I am. This is simply neuroscience. If I stay consistent, it's going to work. So, let let's come up with an example and then we'll we'll dive into a bit more of the specifics about this. I'll use the topic of macro tracking here because it's, it's such a common one and obviously a space that that we're in together. A lot of times when, when people come to us, specifically women, because we tend to work mostly with women, there's a lot of self-doubt behind this, right? The majority of women that we work with, not everyone, but the vast, vast majority, have tried more diets than they count, can count. They've had experiences with losing some weight and gaining back more. They've shared with successes with their family. And then when it falls flat, they feel embarrassed and they feel shame around it, right? There's a lot of self-doubt of how can I bring myself to invest even more money in my weight loss when I have never stuck with it? That is one of the number one things we hear and it is valid, right? This feeling of, I don't believe I'm gonna stick with this, that my brain has proof, decades upon decades of proof that I am not gonna stick with this. So no part of me believes that I'm gonna make this leap, I'm gonna make this investment and I'm gonna see it through. There's worlds of self-doubt there. Now there's an element to that. And first of all, let me validate that because of course we feel that way. Your, your caveman brain is looking for proof that this is safe and all of the proof it has says it's not safe. We were not successful. We did not feel good as a pleasure seeking creature that felt like crap every time we tried and failed. So of course it's valid. Of course you feel this way when you embark on a similar journey. Now, there's an element to this that we go back to talking to ourselves like a kindergartner, right? And this is some of the work we do with our new members, right? We get on our kickoff call, we take a deep breath, and we remind ourselves, yeah, you know, we're not here to sugarcoat. We have tried more diets than we can count. And we now know it wasn't actually 50 diets. It was different versions of one diet that was telling us what we quote unquote can or can't eat. We're fighting our human nature. It was never going to be sustainable. So first of all, let's just validate that. And let's get clarity around it. I didn't fail 50 diets. I failed one. That's point one. Take another deep breath. Point two, this is literally the first time in my entire life that I am not going on a diet. Macro tracking is a skill that you learn once, you have it for life. You literally never diet again because it's just how you approach nutrition right? You, you brush your teeth a certain way, you shower a certain way, you approach nutrition a certain way. You don't go on a diet. This is just who you are and what you do. And I have literally never approached nutrition that way. So yes, it is totally valid that I'm feeling fear, that I'm feeling self-doubt, that the proof that I have says this isn't going to work, that I'm not going to stick with it. And the capital T truth is this is not the same. This is the first time I've ever approached this in a way that's actually sustainable flowing with my human nature and not fighting against my natural tendencies. That's part one, right? From there we can already start to feel our energy raised. We can feel ourselves start starting to step into our power. Now we can get into a bit more of the logistics at the end of the day. Again, knowing that I am a unique individual with my own thoughts and feelings and beliefs and and power and free will at the end of the day, my brain works in a very specific way. When I learn this new skill of macro tracking, I'm going to be forming new neural connections. And when I repeat the action of tracking my macros each day, that myelin stuff is going to code it over and over and over again. And I know that if I stay consistent, eventually enough myelin is going to be coded to where I'm going to form a habit. And I know that I am a result of my habits. So as long as I stay consistent, it's going to happen. Whether I consciously am thinking about it or not, the only thing I have to consciously think about is staying consistent. There's no guesswork here, right? This is the beauty of it. It's not cross my fingers and hope it works. It's stay consistent and it will work. And I love that, especially about macros, because right now when I'm saying stay consistent, it will work. I'm talking about building habits. And the same is true of macro tracking. There's no fingers crossed. I hope I lose weight with this or put on muscle, whatever your goal is. The the, the answer is if you stay consistent, absolutely it will. You don't defy the laws of math and science. This, this is basic math and science. It works for everyone. When we can take that emotional element out of it, look at what happens. It's no longer about I'm a person who's just destined to be overweight it's not a matter of, oh, Susie and accounting has so much more willpower than I do, or I hate that person because they can eat pizza and lose weight and I can't, or why do I suck at every single diet that I go on? It's, it's a guesswork if this is going to work for me or not. When we can take that emotional element out and say, wait a second, I know how habit building works. Literally, the only thing I have to focus on is consistency and it is going to work. Now I I don't even get a say in it. It doesn't matter if I have the least amount of willpower in the world or the most. It doesn't matter if I'm the most active human that's ever been alive or the laziest. It doesn't matter if I'm the best looking person in the room or the worst. It doesn't matter if I describe myself as a go-getter or a go-with-the-flow person. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is if you stay consistent, this will work. So for me, the conversation of self-doubt, Is number one, using the talking to ourselves like a kindergartner tool, right? It's not about sugarcoating. It's not about standing in front of the mirror and beating your chest and reciting mantras that don't mean shit to you. It's about getting honest. Like, of course I feel that way. Of course that makes total sense. Take a breath. And what is true right now? What is the truth about why this is different? And then from there, we can step into the more logistical ways of how our brain works and why as long as I am consistent, it is guaranteed, right? There's no guesswork here. The human brain is the human brain. And when we stay consistent, myelin will coat and habits will form. Now, the second part of this conversation is the what ifs. And to me, this is, this it goes hand in hand with self-doubt, but to me, it's almost a bigger conversation because as humans, and, and I'm going to specifically say here, especially women, but that that might be a matter of just me mostly working with women or what I've seen in my own life. I'm not trying to generalize. I'm trying to speak from experience. As women, especially, we, man, we ruminate. If we haven't done this work, and even if we have, right, the the what ifs, a lot of we've talked a lot about rumination on this platform in terms of should, shouldn't, right? I should eat that. I shouldn't eat that. I should go to the gym. I shouldn't be doing this. And we talk a lot about the power of stepping into choice and releasing the shoulds. The other thing that we tend to ruminate on quite a bit is the what-ifs, right? What if I invest in this 12-week program and I don't stick with it and it's just more money that I've wasted on yet another diet program? What if I lose the weight and I start telling people and celebrating myself and then I gain back even more as I've done in the past and now I just feel like that person who can't stick with anything? right? What if I get in a relationship after my heart was broken and I take another chance and it gets hurt even worse. And then I'm never going to want to do this again. What if I take a, a huge investment on my business and it fails and now I can't support my family and everyone leaves me and I'm out on the streets and I'm all alone and down the rabbit hole we go, right? Ruminating on the what ifs is that's what anxiety is. When we want to get to the root of what anxiety is, it's, it's rumination. Anxiety is rumination. And because our brains are wired for survival, this is important because I want to normalize this. As humans, our brains are wired for survival. It's not a negative thing. It's a fantastic thing. It's The reason you're listening to this podcast, because your brain is wired for survival, so you're alive. And because of that, we do have a negativity bias. Our brain naturally goes toward the negative what-ifs because it's trying to protect you. If our natural comfort zone, if homeostasis, our comfort zone, is where our caveman brain knows that we're safe, knows that we're going to stay alive, anytime we venture out of that, the what ifs are going to come. Because that's your brain being like, no, 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 no. Look at all the things that could go wrong. Don't do that. Right? We see people in our lives that are like a walking version of our caveman brain. You tell your parents that you want to quit your job and start your own business. You know, some of us have parents are like, hell yeah, go get it. A lot of us have parents who are going to make a laundry list of all the reasons that's not smart, right? And they're not doing it to be mean. They're not doing it because they hate you. They're doing it because they love you, because they want to see you be safe. They want to see you succeed. And your brain is the exact same way. It's not putting the what ifs out there because it's a jerk. It's doing it because it wants to keep you in your comfort zone. To to your caveman brain, that's how you stay alive. But here's the problem. If you haven't listened to my older episodes where I talk a lot about energy, about what the law of attraction really is, about, to me, the the whole reason for health and fitness has nothing to do with muscles. It has to do with the energy with which we show up in the world and what we attract back. Right? We've talked a lot about how like attracts like. I'll give you a quick – you've heard me use this before if you've listened, but it's worth repeating – There's something in music called a tuning fork. The tuning fork is a little piece of metal that when you hit it, it's tuned to a certain frequency. So you hit it and it lets off a certain sound. There's lots of different tuning forks. There's A440, there's B, there's C sharp. There's lots of different notes in the music world. So if you go in a room and it's filled with tuning forks and you only hit, let's say you're holding a tuning fork tuned to the note A. If you only hit that A tuning fork, none of the tuning forks in the room are going to sound because you haven't hit them. Except the other A-tuning forks are going to go off without touching them. Now, that seems crazy, right? But why? Because sound travels in waves. It's energy. And in the world of science, there is a rule of energy that like attracts like. So the vibrational waves of that A-tuning fork are going to make the other A-tuning fork sound. And the ones that are tuned to different frequencies are not going to sound. The other thing that, that you may have heard me talk about but bears repeating is that science has since proven that an atom, the smallest particle of matter that everything is made up of, right? An atom is 99.999% energy. So what that means, and I'm giving a really quick synopsis because if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and do it. We dive deep into this stuff. Every single thing in this universe, the chair I'm sitting in right now, the desk my computer's sitting on, me as a human, you as a human, we are made up of 99.999% energy, not physical matter. Now we look physical because we're vibrating at different frequencies. Again, that's a whole deeper conversation. But the reason that I'm reiterating this right now is this. When we get into this this space of rumination of what if this happens, what if that happens, if we go down the rabbit hole of safety with our caveman brain, what is the energy that we're putting out? We're putting out an energy of tightness. We're putting out an energy of fear. We're putting out an energy of like, oh, I want this, but I don't really, right? It's like someone's trying to give you this massive embrace and make out with you. And you're like extending your arm and tapping them in the back and being like, I like you, right? Like that is not the same energy being returned. And that's what we're doing in the universe. We're saying to or God or whatever you want to call it that you believe in, this is not about religion. This is about literally science, quantum physics, like attracts like with energy. You're saying to whatever you believe in, this is what I want. This is this big, huge goal that I want. But when we buy into the what ifs and the the rabbit hole of rumination, now we're dipping our toe in the water and being like, yeah, I want it, but oh, this is how I'm showing up. And that energy cannot attract back that big, huge goal. So when I find myself getting into these what ifs, the first thing is just like when we talked about where to start with mindset, we red flag it. Holy crap. I am just feeling myself go down that rabbit hole. Man, what if I invest this money and it doesn't work? What if I burn the bridge and don't have option B when I start this business for a backup job? What if I can't pay my bills next month because the business didn't, the launch didn't go as planned and now I don't have income coming in and then I have to go into my savings. And what if my savings runs out and how long can that last for? And then is anyone going to love me if I'm out on the streets and blah, blah, and now we're down the rabbit hole, right? First thing we do is simply acknowledge, whew, I am going down that hole. So I'm going to pause and I'm going to breathe. Then I'm going to use some of my mindset tools. I'm going to talk to myself like a kindergartner. Yeah, of course you're feeling these things, right? I want to validate my feelings. I'm not here to sugarcoat. This is scary. This is new. I've never relied on myself for a paycheck before. I've always had a steady job. And yeah, with business comes risk. Of course I'm feeling these things right? We're going to do the work to talk to ourselves the way we would a child, the way we would our best friend. Once I've used my mindset tools, once I've calmed my nervous system down by having these conversations, now I'm going to turn my attention to my energy. And I'm going to, I'm going to feel into who is the person, what is the energy that I need to accomplish this goal, right? If my goal is to start a business and leave my job and step into my power and be my own boss and build a team, who is the person? What does she feel like? Even if I don't believe that I'm her yet, what, do, what does she feel like when she's living in that role? And again, this can feel really hokey when it's new to you, but it's something you can do multiple times a day and it takes 30 seconds. You close your eyes, you take a deep breath, and you just picture yourself living that life that you're, that you're consciously building right now. What does it feel like to be the CEO of your company? What does it feel like to have a schedule on your own where you can work from anywhere, whatever that looks like for you? And the more you sink into that, for some people, it's visual. For some people, they have a harder time visualizing it. It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. What we want here is a feeling because we're talking about energy. When you sink into that feeling, first, I'll warn you, that little voice in your head is going to tell you all the reasons why it's fake, right? You don't actually have this yet. Who are you kidding? We don't ignore it. Ignore it. Be kind to it. Do your kindergarten stuff, whatever you need to do to get out of your head and into your heart. The more we can sink into the feeling of what it feels like to be living this life, this is not woo-woo rainbows and glitter. What we're doing right now is we're being that tuning fork. We are putting out the energy of that person that we already are that's in there. The fact that you can feel that means that it's in there. The the challenge is right now we're spending more time in the rabbit hole than we are in this centered space. So the more we can find glimpses in our day to to just sink into this centered space of this person we're already capable of being because we already are. Now we're being that tuning fork and we're putting out that energy. And because it is a rule of quantum physics of science that like attracts like, you have literally the universe, the God, whatever you want to call it, there is no choice but to attract that back, right? Macros are math and science. They work for everyone. Energy like attracts like. There's no choice but to attract it back. But just like with macros, our goal is consistency. With energy, our goal is staying in this space as much as possible. It is not going to be all day, every day. Listen, if you figure out how to do this all day, every day, make it into a pill and sell it for a gajillion dollars because that doesn't exist, right? This is kind of a side note, but the number one thing people say about meditation is I can't meditate because my mind wanders. And the answer is yes. (laughs) Like the Buddha's mind wanders. That's why he meditates. Like that is the point of meditation. It is not that your mind stops wandering. It's to find the glimpses of stillness. In the same way, we are not going to stay in the centered state of attracting back gorgeously every moment of our life. That's not the goal, right? That would be nirvana if we got there. But we—the reality is that that's not human nature. That's not how we're wired. It's about finding as many moments in our day as we can to get ourselves back to that space, right? So, so we we set our goal. We're thinking about our goal. I'm going to make a twenty thousand dollar investment in my business. My mind starts going nuts. It starts freaking out. You know, your last launch didn't go as planned. You don't have that much money in the bank right now to spend on this. What if you do this again and, and it doesn't go according to plan? You're going to have to go into your savings. And how long can you do that? And now I'm down the rabbit hole. Pause. Breathe. Whew. I hear you, brain. These are all very valid, right? This is, this is scary as shit. Like that's a decent chunk of change. And you know, the things things have not been exactly as planned in the last few months. So it feels extra scary. I totally hear that. And I don't have to do it. Listen, at the end of the day, the world's not going to end if I don't take big leaps. And I know that my biggest fear in life is looking back and saying, what if I had, right? I don't ever want to live a small life. I want to live a life that's balls to the wall. And, you know, if it doesn't work, then I have faith in myself that I can tweak and I can adjust and I can keep going. And if I decide not to, I don't have to. That's okay. There's no should here. There's no have to. It's the power of choice. So now that I've had that kindergarten conversation, now I can feel myself more relaxed. Now I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to I'm going to sink in. <sighs> what does it feel like on the other side of this investment? Who is that person that the investment went through? The whatever we're investing in worked, let's say it's some new coaching, and my business has just leveled the hell up. What does that feel? Oh man, like I can feel my chest expanding. I've got my laptop. I'm working from wherever I want. I'm traveling every week. I've got my puppy Charlie with me. We just have complete freedom. My coaches are running the show. We are serving so many women. We are just operating at a level we have never experienced before that I can feel like it's right there on the brink and I feel it. And as I'm sinking into it, my chest is just ripping open and that light is shining and holy crap. Yes, like I am there. This is my life. Now, 20 minutes from now, when I get on a call to discuss that investment again, by the way, this is all hypothetical. There is no $20,000 investment at this point, but it has happened in the past. This isn't purely hypothetical. Like I'm sharing examples I've gone through before. When I get on that call to discuss it, my brain's going to freak out again. This is how it works. Just like meditation, this is something we keep coming back to. And because we know right? I'll keep coming back to this. Because we know how neural connections work, because we know how myelin works, the more we practice, the more it becomes habit. Self-doubt, what-ifs, these are always going to be part of the game. It's not because you're a wuss. It's not because you suck at life. It's because this is how the human brain is wired. And the more we practice this stuff, the more we remember how brain wirings work, the more we sink into the energy we want to attract back, the more we're forming those new neural connections. And that is how we consciously step into the power that already exists within us. For more information on MindStrong Fitness or how to work with us or to grab an invite to our next upcoming workshop, go to www.mindstrongfitness.com.